2: love talk radio
1: it's time for standing on my soapbox the daily rant and radio show we talk about all of the good bad and the ugly of current events join your host scott fullerton and co-host craig hurley you our listeners are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m eastern standard time monday through friday That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley.
2: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Tuesday, August 6, 2019. I'm Scott Fullerton, your host, and in just a couple of moments, actor and writer Craig Hurley will be joining me as my co-host. Please give us a call today, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. You can join the conversation as we talk about the day's news, politics, and pop culture stories that hit our hot button. Let's go ahead and climb up onto my soapbox and start talking. Craig, how are we doing today, buddy?
1: Um i'm I'm doing all right once again gonna have a a, a really hard time swearing so or not swearing and and not gonna ever have a really hard time swearing uh you know that you know there's there's it could be every other word for all i care um but uh yeah I, i'm gonna have a really hard time not swearing today on today's show especially with Moscow, Mitch and his, and his crew. I don't even know what to call them. They're just disgusting.
2: Yeah. You, you see can all do that. I have faith in you. Um, are you talking about the, okay, The, uh,
1: Alexandria <laughs> Ocasio-Cortez cut out with, uh, yeah. his, um, team Mitch or team McConnell, whatever it is. Uh, and they're, All these kids, uh, those kids that are surrounding her cardboard cutout and doing uh, sexually explicit things to it, um, choking her, um, uh, putting a finger in an inappropriate place, groping is basically what they're doing. Um, I I, I would, um, number one, uh, they all need questions. I, I, I need the police department to go out and protect and serve in this instance. They all need questioned, right? Um, and their parents need questioned as well. This behavior, right? Uh, and all these guys are are directly reflecting um, uh, the mirror that is uh, 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 white kids walking in and mass shooting people. So let's let's just really start there. This is why well, I'm going to have a hard time swearing today. Are not
2: swearing. Well, uh, the, the interesting I'm, I'm, thing too is this is another bunch of high school kids from a Catholic high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey man, Handmaid's Tale. I keep similar. telling you to watch
1: Handmaid's Tale.
2: It's <sighs> very similar to the high school that surrounded the Indians in Washington D.C. with their right. mega hats and everything going on. Where that kid, the kid that was in the video shown staring at the Indian had tried to sue for like hundred and fifty million dollars. That lost. case was thrown out um yeah, it was about thrown out two weeks court. ago. But it this does show a pattern of behavior that's now it's a second yep. Catholic school. Um, doing, and you're wondering is it from the privilege of the Catholic schools, because Catholic schools are is mostly white people is it because, uh, are, what, are they teaching something? I, I think it's is it just a parent philosophy? Yeah. It just, you uh, makes you wonder.
1: And the regime, and the current regime that is, you know, that we're uh, attempting to call a presidency. Right. I can't so, even call it a presidency anymore. There's so much chaos happening.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, you look at it, there is there's a lot of chaos going on. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that the economy is better, um, even though it's been going <laughs> that way for over 10 years. Yeah. Um, the economy is better than when he started it. The unemployment is at record lows. You know that had slowly been coming down over the last eight years before that, but it was it was a dramatic increase after all these Republican business owners got, um, all excited for a Republican president and started actually spending money where they could have spent the entire time. Um, so it's like, uh, but if you look at everything else, the, the government, the country is not that much better off wages for the middle class have not gone up. They have for no. the upper class. Um, the farmers are in trouble with the trade war and a lot of companies are in trouble with this trade war. um, the stock market has been good, but then bad, and then good again. He bad, lied again. and
1: said that he's oh. going to give some money to the farmers. He's in, in to like two days ago. He oh, he lied. has. He's given uh, not, money to the they're farmers. They're not giving twice. any money to the farmers. Yeah, well, but he's they're given not giving money give to the farmers
2: twice. But it's like um, all that is is if talk about socialized. They want to talk about socialism. Isn't that a little bit of socialism when you're giving
1: that money to the farmers because is, you've screwed that, up
2: the trade? That
1: is socialism. That is, that's straight up and, socialism when you're, when you're giving monies from the government to uh, civilians. Absolutely.
2: And isn't that their big talking point this election, that the Democrats are being run by socialist people, but they're yet the Republican government yeah. is giving away subsidies mm-hmm. to farmers? um yep. socialized subsidies to the farmers so it's just there's so many couldn't be that um, that
1: flooding and that and that drought situation and the fires and all of that it couldn't be any of that it's just strictly the trade war <laughs>
2: Dude, well they no i mean they,
1: they started their growing season in like july like they, they our farmers can't grow anything and it has nothing to do with any, you know, trade wars. It all has to do oh, with our environment. Factors.
2: No, there is. I yeah. mean, the trade wars have a to do with They can't, they can't grow anything. No one's buying their soybeans. There's a lot yeah, lower crop true. than there's ever been, but it's still a contributing factor to it. There's just a myriad yeah. of factors. The uh, the trade wars, yeah. just as much to do with it as the weather, but the weather has just as much to do with it as the trade wars. It's equally consuming, um, because they are
1: growing much less. Their planting, than the their planting season normally is like April, like they, right after the last frost. And, and you know, when they assume that there's not going to be any more, according to past farmers' almanacs, things that we right. trusted. Um, and, and But this year it was like June 19th or something, I way late, way late. It could have right. even been July. No, it was June. It was June, and so and as far as it crops was probably or, June because May garden. 22nd
2: seconds when I took my yeah. road trip and it was I was dodging all was the snowing. rain then. I mean, it was raining
1: all, all of, rain. of May
2: yeah. and snow yeah. and everything. So yeah, it was uh, it was May. So I, they couldn't really get the It was really snowing when the you were Early June. Well, in Denver, in like but the else, it was just raining like crazy. Just yeah. in Denver. Yeah. It was raining everywhere else like crazy. <laughs> so yeah. No,
1: in the Dakotas so, um, and and Minnesota too. They all they couldn't, you know, they couldn't plant because of stuff like that. So anyway, sorry, didn't mean to digress.
2: No, that's OK. That was uh, I mean, that's that's a big point of what's going on. So
1: They're just that, that's just disgusting behavior. And, and, and I think these people think that we're not aware of it. We're absolutely aware of it. And that's why we're talking about it. And we're actually asking police departments to do something about it. So, you know, it, 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 these – a bully has always been bullied, and they're bullied by somebody else. So when you attack a bully or you shut down a bully, then you have to go to its source. You have to go to the source of why it's a bully in the first place. And, right. and also um, prosecute that source as well for bullying behavior. Well, the trouble
2: is, I mean, we're on such a they 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 hope we we'll forget, and we really do because we're on such a short news cycle now. I mean, we yeah. are concerned yeah, now about these parents uh, of the young child killed in Walmart. We have these two young parents right. that are are, but we forget that in Gilroy, less than ten days earlier, we had a six-year-old girl, a thirteen-year-old boy. And a 20-year-old right. boy killed. Because the right. news cycle's over. That yeah, no, I haven't, I mean, I haven't, forgotten, just,
1: I haven't forgotten any of that. So there's much been going 200, on. 253 mass shootings in 220 days in right. the United States. We, we are the number one country in the world for mass shootings.
2: And one of the things I was reading the other day, too, I mean, we're, we're putting away all these stereotypes, like I said. Uh, we talked just about mental illness um, being a big cause. Of yeah, it. and it is, but mental illness is really not the biggest cause of these mass murders. Um, and in fact, if you look at mm-hmm. it, there's actually um, mental. I was reading a study today. Mental illness diagnosis is not an evidence-based risk factor for violence towards other people. Fifty percent of Americans meet criteria for a mental illness at some point in their lifetime. But most will not go on to commit crimes. Only three percent of violent mm. crimes are actually committed by those um, convicted as mentally ill. So
1: I mean, uh, it's, con- it's considered, a Considered so. So they're not a person that walks into Walmart and lights up a whole bunch of innocent, unarmed people is not considered a nutbag. Dude, that's a nutbag. No, that guy's gone. I mean, it's dude. not. I mean. It's it It's just that it, it, hasn't, it hadn't been seen and not convicted. There's no convicted of mental illness. It, right. You're diagnosed. Um, and, and, you know, yes, pretty much everybody has something. I would say 100% of people on the planet have something going on that is different and, than other people, and, and it is a mental disorder of some kind. And then right. there are others, you know around that person or in, in you know in this world that suffer from the very same thing. So you just got to diagnose which mental disorder. And if you've got a mental disorder that um, that makes you inclined to possibly going out and being violent against the human race for whatever reason, um, then you need to be checked on that. And made sure that you don't go out and do that. Because there's you know, everybody's got something going on. Everybody. And and that's exactly what the same says.
2: It says that fifty percent of Americans fifty percent of Americans meet criteria for mental illness at some point in their life. At
1: one time or or another in their life because of events that have happened. Yeah. Right. And 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 I I would not doubt it. They just haven't found this. That that the other fifty percent were born with shit. Oh man, I just swore. I am trying so we hard. So I am so, so sorry. That's right. They were born a with we'll this. Let it, go.
2: it
1: was a slip. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, they were born with this. So or something. And and it needed to be diagnosed then as well. So that you know we can do some uh, preventative medicine, we you know, and, and make sure to stop things like this from happening. Because these guys that are going out and committing mass murder are complete nut jobs.
2: Well, they're not though. That's the trouble is they, well, they are they doing are. something. No, they're doing something that is definitely. Not in the right head to do it. And it's being
1: instigated. It's being instigated by our government. Well,
2: being, it's being perpetuated by a lot of the external factors. Exactly right. I
1: mean, this Walmart guy there's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of words said, and words hold. And you and I are just talking right now. Words hold meaning. They hold. Right. If people are listening right now, and it may not be very many of them, but they're listening. Come on, that was well really that's it. Actually.
2: That's what this El Paso is all about. I mean, <laughs> this
1: guy was was conditioned
2: through words to think that immigrants and Mexicans yeah. were evil. Mm-hmm. Um so he was he was conditioned by words to that, and then um he decided to do something that only a mentally ill person it is would do. that a doesn't mean that he's mentally ill this entire time.
1: Yeah, and that's a crazy person to act right there.
2: Uh, yeah, you could consider that a trait, but that doesn't mean he's a crazy person. He did an act that, w- that was done by someone that is not in their right mind, but that does not mean he was the entire time mentally ill. Um, it means he was conditioned in certain things.
1: To do they, that. Got like pictures and to... they got pictures of all of these guys that have committed mass murder over the past, just even in the past year. They got pictures of every single one of them. Prior to, they're always on these different white supremacist uh, websites. They're, they're always – I mean it's like there's red flags all over these guys, all right. over them, right. and yet nothing is done. Even when they, they shoot a bunch of people, nothing is done, nothing.
2: Well, and that's why I mean, they're trying to pass these quote-unquote –
1: there's a picture right now of, of side by side, of, uh, and it's flying around Twitter, of the Galveston Police Department arresting a mentally ill black man, and he's got a rope attached to him, which I, they were on horseback, the policemen. So I don't know how else you're going to detain anyone but besides a rope, but it, it just seems really bad form. Uh, you know, especially in the light of everything that's occurring in the United States right. to attach a rope to a mentally ill black man and walk him behind a horse. So uh, it's uh, just bad form, bad image, um, because we've it's had those history, we've had those images totally in history deaf. in the past. And yet when they right. arrested one of these guys for for sh- for mass murder, all they are doing—they're do- letting him stand in the middle of a parking lot. There's no—he's he's not thrown down on the ground or anything, or not beat up, not anything. They're just arresting him, putting handcuffs on him, and putting him in the back of a police car. And it's like, what? No, no, no. no there's something wrong here. There's just something right. wrong there. You don't treat that person that way anymore. Sorry. Yeah, just—they should be the, shot on sight.
2: Vi- the video optics are just so bad. I mean, I don't understand where these people. Well, no, are it's good.
1: It's good because we have we have you know Twitter and we have all this uh, social media that lets us see these things immediately. So it's good right. that right. we're actually we actually can see these images. The images are horrifying. Horrifying.
2: And the guy was uh, was arrested for a criminal trespass. I guess he's done it quite a few times. Um, uh, yeah. At it. But we're ta- and supposedly they did not have a quote and unquote he's mentally Ill. vehicle. Available, so they walked him two miles, (laughs) handcuffed with a rope tied to the handcuffs. (laughs) Wasn't tied to the guy.
1: Sorry, I'm laughing because it is just disgraceful, dude.
2: It is is. so (laughs)
1: disgraceful. Oh man, yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) They're supposed to represent us. All of these people, all of these people, including the president. We, the people, pay him. We pay him. They are all elected officials. They have jobs. And if they're not doing their jobs, they need to be fired. Just fire all of them. We can. We the people. We decide that. We're paying them. Just fire all of them. Anybody who's not there for the people needs to be gone. And I'm not talking for a minority or, or for any one race. I'm talking about um, for overall, if you're not here for the people of the United States and you're not representing them, please step aside. We we, we just need to fire you.
2: Yep. And that's what each election is all about. Firing the people that are not doing their job and hiring in new people that you hope yep. will do it better. Yep. And you just need to be paying attention because that, that's actually what you're doing. Elections are about hiring and firing
1: elections are about hiring choose, individuals to that yeah, represent you. To represent you. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know why people don't get that. You know, it's like we no, it's we pay pretty them. simple. Yeah. So we actually are the the CEOs of our government. Right. <clears throat> it, it's not the reverse. We right. actually are. So we need to be making those decisions.
2: It's going to be very interesting to see the reception the president gets tomorrow going to both El Paso and to Dayton. Um, he's wow. He's he's taking First Lady with him, which is going to help him a lot. I think that was a smart (laughs) move that he might not get as lambasted with her by his side. But it's going well, to be interesting to see the kind of uh, reception This you is get. the same.
1: This is the same woman that walked into the same undocumented immigrant who married a billionaire, uh, and then got into this country. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of people do that, right? So okay. Um, but she was undocumented and working in the United States before she walked into a detention center in Texas, correct? And wearing a coat. That said, I don't care. Do you? I'm. I'm just really. I don't. I. I, I he's, she's not going to help him any. <laughs> not with the people that actually see what she is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I. I. I
2: can't wait to see the reception, and I hope it is. Uh, he. He hears the displeasure of the people there. And the really interesting thing, we've talked about it on the show before.
1: It's a mistake um, to go days later, especially after you and I just talk about it. It's like if right. you're going to represent, you represent the day of. Right. You get down there. You get down to the site. You you start condemning. You start doing the things that you need to do in order to represent the people of the United States, not just your own interests.
2: Right. And then what's going to be really interesting in El Paso, to me at least, is we talked about this um, a couple times now, but uh, the Trump campaign is now infamous, I wouldn't say famous for it, but they're now infamous for not paying the communities um, for police protection during these huge rallies that he does. And great, right. yeah, he gets millions of people to come see him as rallies. His first does, rally only in 2000. Like dude, he only gets
1: like ten thousand people per rally. He doesn't get a lot of people. That's not a lot of people, dude. It's a lot I, of people compared to politicians. A I mean, nah, I got I a mean, number of bands that can. It, it's good for a dictator, but it's not. It's not. I got a number of bands, dude, that can that can sell out. You know, huge arenas. and you know, stuff like the right. Rose well, Bowl. I'm talking you know, there's and The scale people. Of politicians...
2: The scale of politicians, the guy has huge followings come to these things, yeah. but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is White supremacist. that his last visit to El Paso, which was his first rally of 2019, he has still right. not paid his $561,000 mm. bill to the police department
1: we of El Paso. expect him to pay anything? Dude, he's, he's he very pay- well known for not paying his bills.
2: Right, and he owes the city of El Paso And he's going to go there tomorrow and expect the same police protection and probably not pay the bill again. Um, This one might feel different. The other one was a campaign (laughs) rally. So that might be different. The U S government will probably front this one. So I guess this will be paid no matter what, but just the embarrassment of it, of going back to a town and asking the same police that you stiffed on a half a million dollars
1: uh, worth of their like city what?
2: coffers to right. do the exact same work again.
1: Like six I, mean, months I don't know ago. how you
2: can look at people like that, let alone the optics of what's going on at the police shootings and everything um, and everything going on. I just think that he is he has no shame whatsoever. We have a president with absolutely no shame and how he can even set foot back in there when he's not being welcomed by the people um, because of his anti-immigration. And he's not going to be welcomed by the police, I would hope, because he hasn't paid his bill to the police. But I just do not understand this. It's just crazy to me. I don't understand where it's coming from.
1: Beto O'Rourke asked him not to come. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think a lot of people have asked him not to come. We'll see what happens. Like yep. he's, he's coming no matter what. But um, this, like I said, how, how the people respond is going to be interesting. If he was able to get 10,000 people there in January, maybe he'll get a bunch of them to show up and support him. We'll see what happens. But I think the community in, in general uh-huh. is not going to be overly
1: happy. Yeah, know. I, I, I think he's probably going to not be able to, like, talk. I, I think that people are kind of fed up so I, I'm pretty sure if he's going to El Paso, dude, there's a lot of people there, there's a lot of people there, man, he might have millions of people showing up, but they're not supporting him and it's not going to be good
2: yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what happens because I just I don't understand it um, yeah we'll see what happens. I am I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be shocked if it's if there's not at least some pretty large protest going on. All right, moving on. I I'm, Is there I, I, on... I, I'm,
1: I don't know enough. I don't know about I don't know enough about cocaine or crystal meth to to um, to I'm wondering if it gets rid of of the shame factor. Or if it gets rid of the non-compassionate factor, I don't don't know. I I don't know if those two drugs do anything um, because you know he's still sniffling an awful lot. So I'm I'm not sure. And you know, Mitch McConnell seemed to have bounced back pretty quick. So you know, I'm pretty sure that these guys are on some type of stimulant. They are highly paid government officials. So I'm just wondering if it just if it yeah if it gets rid of, I, I, you know, and, and especially because we're talking about you know legalization, and you just now were like, yeah, I can see decriminalizing that, but I, you know, I'm I'm questioning it. Is it is it a is it a, a is that is, does that stimulant um, actually cause like some type of uh, like you, you know you you you're no longer have compassion for people or you no longer can see clearly actually the the events that are happening and the things that you are saying and the actions that you're doing are perpetuating this behavior. I, I don't know. I don't know. If there's a doctor out there, I'd love to know. 347-989-0126. I'd love there to know go. what, you know, what, what cocaine and crystal meth do to an individual's brain.
2: Another so interesting ones, thing going on too yeah, another interesting thing that's going to be going on in Texas as well, because now we're we're renewing this talk about gun violence and what to do with guns. Uh-huh. Um, in in four weeks, there's going to be ten new pro-gun laws that's going to take effect in Texas, where El Paso is at.
1: Um, pro-gun
2: after the 22 people that they have, ten new pro-gun laws. <laughs> that uh, the governor, Greg Abbott, signed the measure after they were passed by the 2019 Republican Legislative Session. Uh, They were all measures at the National Rifle Association called a highly successful maneuver at the Mm. time, celebrating the measures that will further loosen Texas's permissive gun laws. So they're already permissive gun laws, and they're going to further loosen them. And it would right. send the gun control crowd home empty handed. Um, Texas right okay. now is home to almost one point four million holders of active firearm licenses for concealed carries.
1: And that's Texas just the ones that are home... that that's just the ones that are legal.
2: Right, exactly. So that's no, just accurate. the ones
1: that are, you're just saying the ones that are legal yeah. that are documented. That
2: are licensed, <clears throat> correct. Yeah. That are licensed there's probably
1: there is there's at least double that that aren't. So go ahead.
2: And Texas so is home of five of the
1: 20 <clears throat> Texas
2: throat> is home of five of the 20th mass, sh- mass shootings since <laughs> 1900 have occurred in Texas. Wow. So a quarter wow. of all mass shootings that happened in the United States took place in Texas since 1900, and they are now going to relax 10 more gun laws in four weeks after the shooting there. that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I think it's um, going to be very, very, very interesting. Texas has some issues, man, between parading black men between two horses on a rope and and their gun laws and what's going on. It's going to be a very interesting time for Texas.
1: Yeah, no, Texas has had issues ever since they stole that land from Mexico. They've had some issues, all right you know how are you when you steal land from another from another uh, civilization what well, and they stole from the Native American Indians too, in order to build Texas. so when you steal all that that land it, it, there are repercussions there are repercussions and I'm talking about civilization repercussions, and we're right now dealing with that. those repercussions That's very
2: true. All right guys, we are halfway through. We are going to take a break aproposly with the song We Gotta Go by Jay Knight. We'll be back <laughs> in a little over three minutes. Give us a call yeah, we in your the half. Fire we look we forward go. to uh, have you call in the second half. We gotta go. Jay Knight. <laughs> are back. We have about 25 minutes left to give us a call today. 347-989-0126. Let us know what's on your mind. We've been talking about El Paso and the president and government for a while. Let us know what's on your mind today. We've got lots more to talk about. Um, I guess we can do a little pop culture if you want. Uh, well,
1: we were we talking lost... about the weather off air. We were talking about the grasshoppers right, exactly. off air. We might as well just stick with that conversation even though nobody was a part of it. Yeah, we had a bunch of grasshoppers here in Vegas, uh, like a swarm of grasshoppers that when it showed up on, on, um, on uh, like radar, when it showed up on weather radar, it looked like a massive right. thunderstorm over, <laughs> over Las Vegas. And the same thing happened, um, not with grasshoppers, but with mayflies in Iowa about a month ago. And then uh, we also had a swarm of mosquitoes and down in Louisiana, and all of these things are climate change, because uh, we've actually got uh, so many other invasive species that are, that are now jumping out, know, just coming out, uh, scorpions and spiders, uh, all, all of these invasive species are, are just hatching all over the place. So, um, this will happen, it will happen, and there will be more of this. Uh, especially with the flooding, and then we have stagnant water, which provides a place for all of these things to hatch, and uh, and then. Um, and then with the earthquakes, uh, once again, I, it may seem silly, but uh, it, it, what an earthquake does is there are eggs that have been down there for years and years and years and years, and an earthquake will actually crack open those eggs, and it'll cause more insects to hatch. Uh, there's also a lot of germs when earthquakes happen because a whole bunch of dust and a whole bunch of eggs and a whole bunch of stuff, crap. It, can I say crap? Is that a swear word? A bunch of crap is thrown into the air crap. we can say crap We oh, crap. can go. say crap awesome yeah a whole bunch of crap is thrown into the air that is normally either underground or just on the surface you know just yeah. on the on the first foot of surface so but all of that gets thrown up and literally thrown up into the air and uh and then we're affected by it so we'll have right. more of these events as we walk into this ca- catastrophe known as climate change. <laughs> as we as we continue to try to live here, which is probably going to be impossible. Coming up here, it's getting way too hot, dude. It's getting way too hot all across the, all across the world. We're we're breaking records for that, and people are dying just from heat exposure. So yeah, June hot. and
2: July, two hottest months ever <sighs> recorded. Ever? So, yes.
1: Ever. And August yeah.
2: isn't looking much better. It has a good shot at it. So, well, three we, months. And, in you away, know,
1: we'll see what happens. I, I was talking about this too. That in the past, and I haven't heard any weather forecasters talking about this. In the past, high pressure systems—some, yes—have caused storms, but normally, I'm, I'm I'm looking at like a 98 percentile, where the high pressure systems that have hit us normally clear out. Any storms, and they're normally really pretty days, but we currently have this high pressure system that's as big as the United States. And if you look at the cloud cover, it's it's a monster sitting in the middle of the United States. It's like located in probably Denver right now, um, at least the eye of that pressure system, uh, and and you can see the storms that are going around, and it's and it's being generated from. Um, uh, uh, m- like monsoonal moisture from Mexico and from, from Cabo. It's actually coming f- from the Pacific. So some of that might, might be the El Nino because we had a little El Nino over the past year from what I recall. Um, so uh, it may be from some of that too, the moisture, uh, which comes from all the way over in Australia um, because that's the way our planet actually works. Uh, But we're not supposed to normally have storms and thunderstorms and flooding with high-pressure systems. High-pressure systems normally move those out. And we've also got a number of little tiny low-pressure systems, like six of them, all just placed across the United States. And they literally are coming out of nowhere. They're They're not building up like they used to. So we've got high-pressure systems acting different than normal, and we've got low-pressure systems that are just popping up. So it's very – right. to me, it's, it's – and I haven't heard any, war, uh, any other uh, weather forecasters talking about this. And, 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 I'm, and I'm like, it, 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 we, we need to really pay attention to that because our weather patterns are, are no longer patterns. They, it has shifted to a different point. And, you know, I, I've said this in the past about, you know, if we have weather like Jupiter or if we have weather like Venus or if we have weather like Mars, we're not going to survive here. There's a storm on Jupiter that is a minimum of 350 years old. It's a massive hurricane, massive, and it's 350 years and it's still going strong. We saw it like 350 right. years ago. I don't know. I don't know who did. Galileo, I think, saw it like 350 years ago, or or Plato. I, I don't. I don't know who saw it. Um, but uh, it was. It's only like three. I think it's Galileo, because he was around then, right? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I didn't matter. know we had three, four, seven, nine, back eight back eight nine, zero, one, two, six. Jupiter back you know. in
2: Galileo's time.
1: I don't. I, well, he was the first dude to really develop, you know, looking at the stars and and trying to figure out what right. they are. So I wouldn't I doubt think it. We if had, he had was a
2: magnetic the, telescope that could quite see the Jupiter. <laughs> see the <laughs> red dot. See right. the red
1: spot. <laughs> see the red spot on on Jupiter. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if we did or not. I don't know if we did or not. They, you know, he he saw some stuff. He saw the rings on Saturn. So he was able to tell that Mars was red. You know, stuff like that. So he had a pretty powerful telescope. But since then, we have developed other telescopes that, you know, can, can see stuff. And uh, that, that, the red dot on, on Jupiter is a massive storm. It's a massive hurricane that has been going for a minimum of 350 years. So we can't handle that here on this planet, is my point. And it seems that our weather is changing to that point. You know, when we have systems that aren't supposed to normally cause weather events, they are causing weather events. It's not good.
2: Not good at all.
1: And meanwhile, all right, we're distracted with what color someone is. I, I, I can't be distracted with what some what color someone is. I don't, it doesn't matter. We're all different colors, all of us. I'm Irish, French, Dutch, English, and Cherokee Indian. What color am I actually? I don't know. I'm mainly white, from what I'm, you know, if I'm Irish, French, Dutch, and England, but then I'm Cherokee Indian. So, what color am I? I don't. I've never seen color. It's always about the individual, just the individual and their merit, and their words and their actions. The
2: outside is just a shell.
1: The inside is where we're all alike. This is just what we were born in. Right. This is what we inhabit. Our souls. Exactly
2: has nothing to do with anything else.
1: No. Unfortunately,
2: it does create social norms, but they're, they're, that's a whole other discussion.
1: Whole other discussion entirely. I think a lot of it just has to do with not understanding cultures. Everybody's got individual cultures, and we all have to understand those in order to better understand you know, our, our brother and sister. So the cultures, you know, you know, look at what good the cultures are doing for the individual in each individual case.
2: And cultures span your same your same race too. I mean there is a different culture in the swamp lands of
1: Florida than there is yep. in
2: the Bay Area of San Francisco could all be yep. white, but a totally different culture. Yep. but it's a totally, totally different, different culture. culture.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to understand it on an individual basis. Everybody comes from someplace else, and we're all actually a combination of a bunch of stuff. At this point, we're you know we, we're so such a melting pot, and that's what we are supposed to be designed. That's what the our founding fathers, wanted us to do. That's what it, that's the design of this it actually is a melting pot of so many individuals and we have to see their skills and we have to see their talents and appreciate them and along with their cultures there's some right. oh my man there's some foods that come out of different cultures you know just within races oh come on just that alone you got to appreciate that
2: so oh, exactly i mean it's just it, it makes no so, – when you look at it at a macro level it really doesn't make any sense to discriminate against anybody coming here when we all have talents to give and you never know who you're inviting in and who you're turning away, whether it be the next um, inventor of a cure, could be the next mass murderer. You never know. You don't know what, these things, what <laughs> you you're doing when you're letting them. So it's right. like you just, you just need to accept everybody and just make an orderly way for things to happen. And people are running from people, they're being persecuted. They have to have some kind of a system to get in to help protection. them. Protection. I mean, it, yeah. It and some type sense. of protection. It, it, yeah. It, it's common sense, is all it is, and I don't know how it's gotten to such a political basis, but all it is is pure common sense and doing right with your fellow man, no matter who that man, woman, or child is. So.
1: And it's hard anyway, to preach, right. man. I, I I've been trying, you know. Uh, it's really hard to preach that. I, you know, both no. coming from you and I, both. I mean, it's just like we try. <laughs> I can hear you getting frustrated too, you know. And it's like, dude, it, there's just a certain point where, you know, our, our preaching it just doesn't seem to be enough. And it's like, and, and getting fed up with behaviors, right. and these behaviors are, are are almost childish. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, without swearing, I don't, I don't know how else to you know, say it. And I, you know, it's like they, they haven't grown. These people that are that are acting this way and haven't grown any as humans. Right. And, you know, yeah, whatever.
2: All um, right, let's move on. We got some pop culture stuff to talk about. Um, we do. Big news of the day. Um, Tony Morrison has passed away, 88 years old. Yeah. Lived a long yeah. life. That's sad. Um, talented as heck. Uh, speaker of yeah. a generation. Um, amazing. Um, you do know Toni Morrison? She was an African American poet, novelist. She was the one that coined uh, the phrase that Bill Clinton is our first black president. She actually regretted that down <laughs> the line, but she did coin <laughs> that uh, phrase. Um, had some amazing pieces of work, mm, very funny. Um, Sorry. including *Beloved* and *Song of Solomon* and a lot of great novels and work. So she's being hailed by people all over the country today. Uh, I want to read what Oprah Winfrey said. She did a great tribute to her, and I thought it was very touching. Um, This is Oprah Winfrey's tribute to Toni Morrison. Uh, It says, Verified in the beginning was the word. Toni Morrison took the word and turned it into a song of Solomon." Of Sula, beloved, mercy, paradise, love, and more. She was our conscience, our seer, our truth teller. She is a magician with language who understood the power of words. She used them to royal us, to wake us, to educate us, and to help us grapple with our deepest wounds and try to comprehend them. Is exhilarating. Exhilarating and life enhancing Every time I read and share Her work Oprah shared a picture of her first appearance Of Tony on the Oprah Winfrey show She was an empress supreme Among writers Long may her words reign That's a very fitting Tribute I like that And it talks about words that we were talking about earlier The importance of words Yeah verbiage
1: Yeah verbiage is extremely important Well it is to me um, but, you know, I see uh, and hear constantly um, humans using incorrect grammar, using, and, and especially, I, I know the English language is extremely difficult anyway, and it's confusing because we have multiple words that, that are spelled the same way and that mean different things, or they're spelled different and they mean the same thing. It's very strange. Um, or they mean different things and they're spelled different things, but it's the same word. Uh, it's very confusing. It's very, <laughs> to a lot of people, the English it is languages. A tough language is. Um, <laughs> <true. laughs> I, I think it was designed that way. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, it's really, really important to me. Um, Peter Gabriel uh, said it. He's, he's stretching his mouth to let those big words come right out um that's a lyric from big time and uh you know there's just different different artists and um uh just now uh one of the things that um uh wow i just went blank on her her name she just passed we were just talking tony what what's her name
2: Uh uh-huh tony morrison yeah
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. I I can't believe I just blanked on her name Um, because in the past, and I don't know if it was her, if it's exactly her quote. But if you're if you're dying to read a book that hasn't been written, then write it. And that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, that's part of what I've taken away as an author, Um, you know, that I, I, I don't see things out there that are, that should be said or that have been written. Right. And so that's why I, I, I'm going and doing it myself. And so that's part of what, you know, what she recommended, um, doing in this world. Like if you're, you know, if you, if you think that, you know, these things haven't been done already, then just go and do it. So I'm paraphrasing crazy. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that was my point that I get back around to that. Yeah, I think I don't know so, why
2: yeah. I went off on. Yeah, oh, okay. But no, yeah, so, words, yeah, very words sad. matter. Words can exhilarate and uplift everything that Oprah said and Toni Morrison was a voice of her generation and looked up on by so many people um of every race and just a great wordsmith. And words are important. I mean, I we you've you've implored people to read more on here. I've done the same. I think if you don't read, I think you're really ripping yourself off of the culture and the landscape of this country. Um, and you need to read And different the world, things.
1: for that matter. I mean, there's a, there's, you know, right. the world may seem small only because we hear information and get information immediately, um, but also we can travel um, pretty fast around this world at this point. So right. you know you can get to England in six hours from New York, so and less. I mean there are different you know airlines that go faster than that. Um, private jets go much faster than that. So you know we, we it's it's a small world, and you have to you know embrace that, uh, and that's at least what I'm attempting to do in in my life. You know is like understand those cultures that are all around the world. And the verbiage is, it changes in every single place. So, and different things mean different stuff. So you need, to, you need to learn those as you go to those places and discover those cultures. And I think that's part of it, too, is a lot of people that are, you know, that lived in the United States never got out of the United States. I don't, right. I don't know how many times I've been to Mexico. And I've been to Mexico by myself, actually, where I'll just drive across the border. I don't know how many times. I I think like ten, so you know, and and it's because I I love the culture. It's it's different than the United States, and, and and you know, and nobody down there is speaking any English. It's all Spanish around you, so you're kind of forced to to immerse yourself into that. And you know, I, I just the, the the culture and the food and everything. It's 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 completely different. So, and
2: even if you, you don't know, read I, I, yourself, I think you need to go experience literature, being at going to a reading where someone reads excerpts from their oh, book that too. or going yep. to. I had a great uh, interview today um, before we got on the air today. I had a, did a pre-tape interview for the Leftist to Straight show coming up next week. There is a group of actors in New York City that have created a Shakespeare pop-up restaurant where they have a group nice. of actors doing a mid uh, midsummer's night dream by Shakespeare Midsummer Night Dream, and they're yeah. pairing it with food and they're having different food that, that ties into the play. And it's just an amazing thing. So you actually get to hear the words of Shakespeare while enjoying it through a dining culinary experience. So, I mean, if you don't want to read yourself, go to experiences like that or go to book readings or go to, Plays of sometime where you're where you're seeing written word acted out. I mean, you need to experience these things. Or just, there they are help very you grow few.
1: There are very few bookstores left um, across the United States. Uh, every single bookstore, from what I understand, has a reading night. So look into your local bookstore and support your local bookstore. Um, and, and go and buy a book, you know, usually the books are pretty cheap at bookstores. Um, so, and especially used bookstore, but most bookstores in the United States still have a night where they have readings and it's either from local authors. Sometimes they have authors from other places come in. Sometimes they have, um, just people reading just different books. So yeah, just be a part of that, you know? Right. Like exactly you
2: Exactly. you need to experience that all right well, we're going to finish up i try to finish up as often as i can if i can find him on a positive note um two quick positive things one pop culture wise uh pink is one of my favorite singers she's on right. tour right now in her tour group um her roadies so to speak was on a plane that had to crash land at a Danish airport and burst into flames this morning. Everyone is okay. Um, Wow. Thank goodness. But that happened this morning. So that's good news. But the big good news thing I wanted to end on today is uh, there's a story out of, I believe it's Oregon. Let me make sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Good news coming out of Oregon.
2: An Ashland, Oregon man, made a desperate call to his recycling company last Thursday to report that someone in his household had inadvertently recycled a shoebox, but okay. I guess they didn't look in the shoebox because it was stuffed with $23,000 in cash. Wow. Uh, so he had just sold a motorhome, <laughs> had just shoved it oh, I don't there so until he went
1: the that next week really, to purchase yeah, a new up. one.
2: <laughs> so he just put it in there. Someone just threw this away thinking that this wow. was an old shoebox. You'd think someone would look inside. But anyway, so he right. calls the recycling company, and much to the surprise, the shoebox, the recycling center was 200 miles away from his home, but someone found the shoebox, and all the money was in it except for $300. Um,
1: so and it was returned to the So the person that found the so. shoebox took $300. Bucks.
2: Looks like they took a finder's fee, yeah. But, but still, for twenty-three thousand anyway. like, yeah, dollars, you know, uh, he should give him a a finder's fee anyway.
1: He'd be like, yeah, whatever. Forget the three hundred, and you know, here's here's another grand. He should give him a finder's fee anyway, dude. Just all for right. being so honest, now, twenty You <laughs> exactly. find twenty-three thousand dollars on a shoebox. You think you're going to return that? I don't know if anybody would right. return that.
2: Out of a recycling so. dump of all places, like yeah. it's going to be looked for in there. So, yeah, so uh, that's our good news for today. $23,000 found within 48 hours and returned to the owner. Uh, Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to come back tomorrow and every day this week through Friday. We're here at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time. You can give us a call, 347-989-0126, and talk for the hour. Uh, Speaking of reading, let's go ahead and play out with our buddy Casey Lansdale, Living in the Moment. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: Peace.
0: Easy to get off track. Easy to lose your way. In a world that makes you believe there's no time to wait that you gotta have it on. Better have it all Better not slow down Looking